when you look at the the very bottom of my podcast app, which the one that's been updated the least, it's films and swearing last updated on the thirteenth of February. So that was the second half of the yeah. films of twenty twenty one with me, you, and Smithy. Yeah. But we're back. There's no fancy introduction because I can't remember it. <laughs> it is me, Stuart Sutherland, joined once again by the Magic Mike Christie. Aye. And yeah, we're here to talk about the films of 1982. Mm-hmm. Because that's it. We're just making it up as we go along now. We to talk about a year rather than a specific film. And Twitter decided they like the sound of 1982. There's quite yeah. a good couple things that came out that year. So uh, we're here to talk about what we've seen, what we haven't, and what we didn't really care for. Yeah, I've got a feeling there's got to be a lot of angry people. Oh, no. And all that. Oh, no. Yeah. You, you could say you never liked Gandhi. <laughs> <laughs> you know what stuns me the most is that well, actually won Oscar for really best foreign film. But it's directed by Richard Attenborough yes. and stars Ben Kingsley. Yes. <laughs> yes, and it won the Oscar for Best Foreign Film because I went and done my wee, my wee bit of digging today. Best foreign-looking film. <laughs> that, that should really just be an award for Best Makeup then. I mean, you, you <laughs> couldn't really make that today without hurting a bunch of fucking people. Yes, aye. You know? So, um, yeah, 1982... Where do you want to start? You want to talk about the films we liked? Uh, There's no point in talking about the films we missed out on. So, right, let's talk about what we liked. We uh, agreed on five films each. Yeah. We haven't compared lists. Yeah, no, so. we've not actually done that. I was looking today and I was like, I was trying to find five that I liked and I was like, I wrote down my initial five and then I was scrolling through and I was like, I was like, fuck. I was like, that's decent as well. I was like, that's really, I was like, I was like, I've got a feeling Stuart's going to hear that on his list, so I'm not going to put that on my list. Okay. Uh, it's almost like battleships. Mm, I can what he's got. I know. So, um, I'm going to start with the one of the more out there ones. Uh, it is Dragon Lord. It's a Jackie Chan film. Ah, I, I recognise the title. Yeah. I couldn't actually find that in the... I remember I just scrolled right through it when I was going Looking, through. Yeah. Did it have um, like a different title at all? It might have. Um, Letterbox do list it as Dragon Lord. It's the sequel to The Young Master. It, it got its um, release from 88 films. And ah, yeah, that's why I recognise it. A lot it. of the key Jackie Chan films that were like on Hong Kong Legends are now getting redistrib- redistributed on Blu-ray thanks to people at 88 films so Dragon Lord's a great one it's like most kung fu films where it kind of emulates like a western where it's Jackie Chan's character and his best pal his pal's getting sent off to the military it's like a period kung fu film but there's the villain and it's all shot up like close up to his face you never really get to see a proper look of the villain but it's this badass Korean kicker that just destroys Jackie and his pal Mars but it's got great um, stunts at the start where there's like a like a competition in town where they had to collect something off like a like a totem pole, and it was just more or less about thirty of these stuntmen all just doing human towers, 
and they're all climbing to the top, but they're constantly rolling down the tower. And all right. there's this great outtake where Jackie gets to the top, loses his balance, and he just rolls. And the camera's from the top, like a bird's eye view looking down. You just see him rolling, rolling, rolling and just hits his head as he hits the ground at the bottom. <laughs> and you're like, oh, these silly buggers actually did this. There's, there wasn't crash mats. There were just boys throwing themselves down like two stories and just bouncing off the ground just for the sake of a film. So, um, and to be honest, I've not seen that in, it has to be a decade, but I do remember it being, maybe my preference, like, it was a sequel better than the original. The Young Master's good, but Dragon Lord's, like, next level. Mm. So, that is my uh, most obscure pick, I would say. All right. The, the ones for 82. All right. Uh, well, since we're on the talk of obscure. Oh, I'll throw one in the list, and one that's very recent to my... Annie, the white one. <laughs> <laughs> um, as in not the Jamie Foxx one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, no. Nah, nah, okay. It's not Fair that, is. it's not that. Um, I've kind of had this wee itch in to kind of start watching a bit of Dario Argento. Oh. And Because we talked about this a few years ago, we were when we were doing this Aye. we were looking at doing like a giallo yeah. season and we were a wee bit put off by it yeah I never did it because I just couldn't figure out how to pronounce the genre yeah it's like Galileo Jazz and, and then it's when you watch the films and stuff it's like a lot of people because it's an Italian film you can get it in Dublin which is yeah. fucking awful <laughs> Or you can get it in also the Italian and stuff. Aye, yeah, and that, that's kind of like the thing with like Hong Kong cinema as well. Yeah, it's either aye. you love or hate the dubbing, aye. or at least they'll have decency to put like the Cantonese. I, mean, I still English remember. Subtitles. I still remember the horrible dubbing for the the Hong Kong Legends edition. Was it City on Fire? Yeah, aye. And uh, and there was atrocious dubbing on that. Mm. There's either the period where it was always just a bunch of Englishmen that did all the dubbing for Hong Kong movies, yeah. or then there was ones where there's a right, we're releasing this in like 2005, it's not got a decent dub track, we'll just do it, and it's just monotone. Yeah. Most like fall asleep watching, listening to these people talk. Yeah. So. Um, but anyway, so I kind of started to work my way through his stuff. So I watched Suspiria last year, June, right. October, uh, and I, I finally picked up uh, Tenebrae. Or ah, yeah, yeah. The American title is called like, Unseen. Unseen. There's, like, there's two different versions of the film. Okay. Like, in, the, in the box, like, you get the normal one or the... the like the American edit? Ah, yeah. It's, it's, I think it's like less, like maybe 20 minutes less. Okay. So I'm kind of like, intrigued to see what's different fit yeah so but i mean what's the what's like the the plot in a nutshell so it's it's about a an author a, a very famous author and he realizes well there's a, a guy going about like killing people right and he's leaving like pages of his books uh, like, right. like stuffs them in the mouth of his victims okay and he keeps on phoning the author and stuff like that. Aye. And it, because it's like obviously an Italian film and it's got like horrendous dubbing on the like remaster and stuff, there is some like English actors in there. Um, what's his name? Uh, John Saxon's in it. Oh, right. He plays the author's like, I think it's like his pal slash PR person. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, but I mean, it's it's 80s, it's fucking, it's got a really like obscure like soundtrack. Ah. Like when like when the, like when the killer appears, like the music also cranks up. Ah, okay. And it kind of gets you going a wee bit, and it's, it's got a, just it's so fucking obscure, and like the violence is like proper proper mad. It's probably for what I read, it's apparently like uh, Argento was like one of his like most violent ones. Ah, right. God. And um, I mean, because obviously it's like a murder mystery sort of thing, it gives you a lot of red herrings. Right. Aye. And like like the final. 20 minutes is fucking mad hmm. and I mean like mad <laughs> uh, and I was I was actually surprised at like how much I enjoyed it to the point That's where good. I've like been like chatting to a few guys that I speak to like on Twitter and, that, and one of the boys is like a fucking like a, he's mad on a gentle yeah and he like recommended opera alright oh, and I watched the trailer for that and it looks fucking mental so I'm trying to hunt that down ah cool I, that's, it's good when the, you kind of when you find something new and it's something that you've never seen or you've not seen that well most yeah. likely the only thing you see is people emulating mm. like to like Edgar Wright where like last night in Soho yeah I think he took a lot of inspiration like, Aye, with the whole colour scheme yeah that. yeah and I, I imagine Tarantino's had his fair share of uh, references plucked for, for Argento but it's one of those just directors I've never pulled the trigger on. It'd have to be, like, streaming and... Aye. I mean, I think... I mean, Suspiria was streaming on Amazon last October, and that's when I watched it. Uh, I'm kind of keen to try out the new, like, the remake. Yeah, aye, and that's so. probably the most well-known one at yeah. the moment, just with that remake um, in the also, original. Also, I picked up um, Deep Red... Right, I think that's his one is supposedly his better ones. Mm-hmm. And then the day I managed to grab somebody was selling Phenomena. Right. The four K one on eBay, they were selling it at like like thirty something quid, and it was like make offer. Yeah. And I, I gave the guy like a much less offer, and he fucking it's like high in the bar. So I was oh, like, decent. Cheers. And that's got um, Jennifer Connelly in it. Right. And Donald Pleasant's playing a mad doctor. <laughs> so I'm like, fucking sold, let's go. <laughs> exactly. Let's go. I want to see that. Ah, decent. Because um, that's it. There was... What was... I had a reference there, but I can't think of it now. It's fine. We'll steer away for that. Right. Um, but it's cool. Um, aye, that's it. When it comes to Argento films, I never know about them until... There's like the your boutique brands like Arrow release them uh, like yeah. what is it like something like the bird with the crystal plumage? Uh, and there's um oh what's the other one? There's a few that they either yeah, they've like, released like, it on blue uh, and done, now it's getting four yeah. K. So they've pretty much done all as a part and there is like there is a four K it's a spirit but you have to import it. Right. Okay. And uh, there isn't a UK one yet, but because four K is fucking you could use them. Mm-hmm. Anyway, a lot of people are just importing them. Aye, aye, there's no regions about time. <laughs> they came up with that. Oh, I know. But I like, like, Tenebrae is definitely one, eh? One and I mean, it's only it's like, like 95 minutes, maybe. Oh. So you're no even. Yeah. You're no even. I mean, even like, even Suspiria is like quite short. I know Deep Red is like two hours, but I'm, I'm no too keen on checking out uh, Burial Crystal Plumage or Cat and Nine Tails. Right. And I, I want to see opera though. Opera looks fucking mental. Aye. 
no, that's not bad. That's that's it. When you start working your way through them, then you could kind of get to the more like uh, bottom of the barrel, well, or just at least more of the completionist. I mean, he, I mean, he released a film this year. Uh, can't remember what the fucking name of the title is. I need to have a look at it a bit. Mm-hmm. I think you can only get it on like the Blu-ray and stuff if you import it. Aye. Uh, what's the name of the so title? Don't speak about him as if like he died years ago. He's still living. Aye, Jesus. The, the he was at a. He was on the stage fucking recently doing something. I can't remember what the fuck it was. Hmm. Uh, let's see. I guess people would probably think the same about John Carpenter. How he's like, he's not directing a film in about ten, fifteen. Yeah, years. aye. So the new one that he done coming this year is called Black Glasses, and ah. the plot is a young woman who lost her sight finds a guy and a Chinese boy named Chen. Okay. <laughs> Uh, together they're trapped in a dangerous killer through the darkness at Italy. Ah, okay. And, ah, uh, yeah. If, it, if I somehow got a hold of it, I'll watch it, or if it's on a streaming. Yeah, aye, that's it. If his if he's, like, original catalogue is still getting released, like, nowadays, like, there still should be a market for, like, his most recent work. Yeah. So, um. Since we mentioned John Carpenter a second ago, I'm really I'm gonna to have to put my hand up and say we're gonna to have to talk about Halloween three. Which I believe was written <laughs> I wrote written it. by J C. I wrote it and he done the score I think as well. Yes, aye, that's it. Cause this was also not one he directed, but aye. this is where they were still trying to find their feet with like the franchise of Halloween. Aye. You had your two Myers movies. Yeah. Now... They were to branch out and they... Yeah. Because I think the original plan was... Because we, we covered this. Yes, this was... Uh, I can't remember well if it was like, like it a was, Halloween season. Aye, it was. Yeah. <clears throat> and we talked about how that was... That was like the initial plan was that was going to be like a yearly like anthology. Yeah type film exactly but, so it just takes place at halloween but the story is interchanging and everyone knows the story this one happened obdi was like eh, and then the next year get the mask back on yeah, money on the mask let's just stick with with mikey in the mask forget about <clears throat> these three kids in masks these mm. creepy little masks and the horrible shit that falls out of them mm. but it was, and I mean, you've got Tom Atkins in there that's pumping everything. Yeah, uh, I, I watched the fog last week, and I just <laughs> picking up a young Jamie Lee as a hitchhiker. There's literally the introduction <laughs> scene, then cut to in the bed after doing the deed, and it's like, uh, wait a minute. <laughs> it's like, I always still remember that fucking scene on Halloween three where he's pumping the lassie, and then in the front of the woman's got the wee gadget oh, thing. Yeah, it's like the microchip out the yeah, mask, and. Uh, the, Fucking blasts a hole in her face, and then like fucking insects start crawling out of like, her nose and, and all that. And oh, it's it's a very unnerving film. Mm. It's just one of these ones where it's like, ah, I know what to expect for yeah. one of these films now. And I'm just sitting watching it on my own, and I was genuinely creeped out. There's like almost kind of like this, not village of the dams, but all the people yeah. seemed like, I like, already... I like like the android sort of thing. Yeah, because um, it. The guy that, uh, what's his name, uh, what's his name? The name of the villain, fucking Cochran, Colonel Cochran. Aye. He, like, obviously, as a kid, he was always a fucking old man that ran OCP and Robocop. 
Oh, right, aye, aye. And then if one of the one of the androids was played by Dick Warlock, who played Myers in Halloween too. Right. And I think he was the one that fucking went into the hospital and like ripped the guy's fucking like broke the guy's nose, maybe, but like ripped it through. Aye. Uh, it's fucking oh, there's some really. It was. It surprised me a bit. Just like, oh, we're getting this graphic. Yeah. And then you get that nice wee twist at the end with the lassie actually as an android as well. The one that fucking Tam was shagging. Yeah. You think you would have known? Whatever he was thinking. <laughs> it's like, Christ, it's cold in here. I mean, they probably wouldn't, <laughs> I mean, they probably wouldn't have fucking noticed their rubber's rubber. Eh? <laughs> Too busy just doing bumps off the back of her. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, it is, it's, it's definitely gotten that cult status since then where a lot uh, of people it's like don't they've forgiven it but i think uh, at the time it was mistreated uh, people for hate it because it wasn't a what yeah what they kind of thought it was going to be because i mean like one of the guys i speak to a and i'm a wee group chat thing he fucking despises the third one purely because it doesn't hate it's not the day with fucking like michael myers or anything Aye. and i'm like just, just watch it and get a chance yeah, just imagine if it was a film called Season of the Witch. Like, just forget about the Halloween 3. Yeah, just, exactly. Just just accept it for what it is. It, it has to be like one of those movies that you're flipping through and it's like BBC 2 and you've missed the first 10 minutes so you don't know what it's called and you're just going into it blind. Yeah. And then the next day you find out it's Halloween 3 and you're confused and oh, fuck, it can't be that. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I guess we could let you in. Just be quiet. <laughs> So, yeah, that was my second. Uh, who actually directed Season of the Witch? Um, it was... I don't like this new layout. Uh, Tommy Lee Wallace. Tommy Lee Wallace, that was it. It's got to say Dan O'Bannon, but it's not. Uh, what's your next pick? I mean, as, as a kid growing up, Eddie Murphy was a fucking... Oh, yes. Big household favourite. Right. I mean, you've got to kind of look at 40 hours. You know? Yeah. I've, to be honest, I think I've seen it once, maybe in the yeah. last five years, I think I watched one and then like another 40 hours yeah. the next night. And they were good. It was uh, it was funny seeing him. It wasn't like a pure comedy based. It was kind of like, it was more a buddy cop crime. Yeah, it had a it had a wee bit of like serious tones, like kind of aye. through it. But I never knew it was one of his far earlier films before. Well, it was, was like, aye, because this was his this was his breakthrough role. I think this was his actual first film. Aye, and then he went on to do Beverly Hills Cop after it. Yeah, shit, aye, I don't think I done it in '83. But I fucking forty hours a blast. I watched it last month because it was on. Paramount Plus. Okay, aye. I think I watched two of them like out of space like two, three days. Yeah. And I mean, you've got fucking nobody who's obviously like, it's kind of, it's kind of like, like watching Lethal Weapon. Mm-hmm. So like fucking Eddie Murphy's like the Mel Gibson and Nick Nolte's the white Danny Glover. <laughs> and, and he's obviously fucking, so they're obviously trying to look for Guys bust out of prison and he's killed a few folk and in order to try and get him they then have to then turn to Eddie Murphy who was pals with the guy. Aye. And it's on a forty hours like basis sort of thing. Yeah. 
And it's just it's just funny watching them because like when you watch the film and that like also because like Murphy's character has like been in prison for so long. All he wants to do is shag. <laughs> he's been locked up. And uh, like you see him when he's Guy. in the bar, he's constantly fucking chatting at women. He's yep. asking that nobody like what size his wife's tits are and all that. And yeah. it's fucking, it's funny. Yeah. And then you get like the scene in the bar where they also try to find somebody, and then Ed Murphy pretends to also be like the policeman, and he puts on a cowboy hat and starts talking in like a fucking like redneck accent. Aye. And it's funny. It's really funny. And the thing as well, like, it's Walter Smith. Walter Smith? Walter Hill that directed it. And whoever done the score for it, can't remember who, mm-hmm. the score is almost like the fucking prototype for the score of the uh, Commando. Like, ah. the fucking, oh, it's the type of drum they use, like the fucking right. the heavy drums and stuff. Huh. And I mean, you've got fucking who else is on it? Uh, Frank McRae is like the like the captain. You've got oh fucking what's his is name? The one with Jonathan Banks. I can't remember. I can't remember if it's that one or the next one. But um, one of the bad guys is the guy that plays Billy and Predator. All right. Um, oh, fuck, who else is on this? And might be, I'm sure Jonathan Banks might be in this one. Because right. he seems to pop up in a lot of stuff I've been watching. Yeah. Because like, he was in the original Bellas Hill Cop. Yep. And, I, and it's, it's weird watching him with like brown, like young, compared to what was when he was in fucking Brain Bad. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> but it's definitely probably one of the funnier like Buddy Cop films. Yeah, it's it's definitely worth revisiting. I'll need to check it out again. Because they were easy watching as well. It wasn't yeah. a chore to watch these And things. the thing is, like, because they obviously made money as well, I mean, I kind of tinned them maybe about 10 years to make the second one. Really? Yeah, the second one was like early 90s. Ah. So you kind of got that wee boom with fucking Beverly Hill Cop yeah. um, coming to America or all that. Aye. And then also decided to make the second one. I'm trying, to remember, I'm trying to remember the fucking plot of the second one. Because that's it is literally just another forty-eight hours. They call yeah. it. Eh? I was I one of the I one of the villains in the first one is the boy that plays Sully and Commando as well, the one that gets dropped. Ah. Huh. And uh, another forty-eight hours. Yeah. Nineteen ninety. Um, Jack Kate. Jack Cates once again enlists the aid of ex-con Reggie Hammond this time to take down the Iceman a ruthless drug lord operating in the San Francisco Bay Area that's it that's it and there's a lot of there's a lot of fucking who's in that the boy who plays Leon and Blade Runner is in that one Byron James yeah yep Uh, Errol Russell I think Jonathan Banks might be the first one I'm sure he is I can't remember. Yeah, good pick. Um, that was one of the ones I had seen, but it wasn't in my most like recent memory to kind of yeah confirm that as a top five. Um, one that I was wasn't too sure about adding, but I thought it, it varies up my list is uh, Rambo: First Blood. <laughs> yeah. Have we hit Snap yet? Is this is that one for you too or not? Um, okay. It's not. 
I've just finished. Re- I just rewatched all of them last week. Aye. I watched four and five this morning. Yeah. And I, and I, if you're watching all five of them, I generally think like First Blood's probably the one that I maybe maybe like the least. Maybe right. the third one. Yeah, I've to and be honest, I, I've not watched two or three probably since I was a kid. Yeah. Whereas it always seems really easy just to watch First Blood because you know it's it's, it's part one. And then you could always watch the more recent ones. Yeah. But saying it, I think I've never really watched four more than once. I mm. think. And obviously, Last Blood. I we went to cinema. Cinema. Yeah. And then watching it when it's streaming at home. Yeah. And I just, I, I, find, I found four and five a bit more enjoyable. I think just because of how fucking mad they were. Yes. I you know? Zero fucks were given. When it comes to like the bloodshed mm. that was put in, because I was watching when I was watching the fourth one today, it was when the the Burmese army were like attacking one of the villages, or they grabbed like a baby off a fucking woman and chucked it into a burning building, and I was like, "Fucking oh, hell!" It's like Jesus fucking Christ. I can see why the Burmese like government like banned the film. Yeah, aye. I mean, that's a, the 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 cars I had in in this one. Obviously, Sylvester Stallone. And um, it's Brian Dennehy. Brian Dennehy played the sheriff. Aye. And it was just one of the most craziest films, just the kind of watch the treatment that this guy got. Like, he, he, just, he was just sort of like a, like a bum going through town. Ah, uh, yeah. And just, like, arrested, and, like, they're hosing them down, all this ill treatment. And it's just like, I'm not doing anything. Yeah. And then just when it gets to the jungle and the knife, like this, the Swiss Army knife mm. of like combat knives, where he just like he's sitting sewing them, set like stitching his wounds. I always mind yeah. it just being like really memorable from my childhood, like that first hour. Yeah. And I can never remember the mental breakdown he has towards the end. Oh, yeah. Where he's yeah. sitting crying in the store. It was, did you ever read up what the original ending was going to be? No. I feel like, but they were saying something like the story a bit like the guy's like, hey, no legs, and all this speech <laughs> that he goes off. Ah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There was something a bit, is it not something like either based on truth? There, there's something that I've not looked into, but yeah. I feel like that he's took that from like a personal experience or he's read Aye, something about yeah. it and he's incorporated in it, but. What was the original ending? So I'm, I'm sure the like, the original ending was going to be they were going to have him like like kill himself oh, because Jesus. obviously that would be like, like the culmination of the fact that he had like PTSD yep. and all that. Because like you see that like when you watch four and five, you get the wee like flash like flashback bits of him like when Aye. he's like walking through his house or through the jungle, and you get like flashbacks of being tortured and all Aye. that. I mean, I guess like. When I always like think of Rambo, and I, I always just remember like the like the second one. The second one is just fucking like bread and butter, Aye. you know. Like and like the first one is is good, but I just always preferred the fucking total jacked Stallone with the big fucking like LMG and all that, and mm. just absolutely fucking shredding cunts. Yeah, I need to have a look at them again. Yeah. Um, so, yep, that was my third. What is your third pick? Uh, my third one is going to be a really obscure one as well, surprisingly. All right. Is 
Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Oh, okay. Yes. That's on one of my lists. All right, okay. So it's not on it's not on my likes, but go ahead, All tell right. me about it. Um, it's just it's a film that I've, I've seen quite a few times. It's obviously it's a coming age comedy, and I, mm-hmm. I just I, I find it really really funny. You've got the cast is fucking laced with just goodness. You've got like Sean Penn as the stoner, yep, and uh, well, like, the total cut and the haircut. Aye, uh, I can't remember what his fucking name was. The I I'll, I'll find it. Oh man, but I just always remember there's the teacher in the class is called Mr. Hand, I'm sure. Right, Jeff Spicoli. Spicoli, that's or it. Sean Penn. Um, you've got Jennifer Jason Lee. Oh, Daisy Domergue. Yeah, who um, is a wee slag. Did she get her teeth knocked out? <laughs> no, but she gets knocked up. <laughs> uh, you've got Judge Reinhold. Yeah, yeah. He plays like a fucking fast food diner guy. You've got uh, Phoebe Cates for Gremlins in it. Where, mm-hmm. Yeah. Whew. Oh um, yeah, Mr. Hand, uh, Ray yeah, Watson. Ah, yeah, that's one of the teachers. Uh, there's always fucking. I'm sure, like, I'm sure, fucking Sean Penn's character like orders a pizza, get delivered to the classroom and stuff. Eh, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to who fucking else is in it. I'm sure, Forrest Whitaker's in it as well. I think. And it's just a like. Obviously, people talk about like have like Breakfast Club and. Like sixteen candles and that's like their favourite comedy for like the eighties and stuff. I feel this one's just a bit more enjoyable. Yeah. You know? Aye, what's it? Uh, fast cars, fast girls, fast carrots. Dot dot dot. Fast carrots? <laughs> Question mark. Okay. <laughs> well, that's, was that like a tagline or something? Yeah. Really, that's fucking obscure as fuck. Aye. Uh, it follows a group of high school students growing up in Southern California based on the real-life adventures chronicled by Cameron Crowe. Yeah, aye. Stacey Hamilton and Mark Ratner are looking are looking for a love interest and are helping uh, helped along by their older classmates, Linda Barrett and Mike uh, Damone, respectively, center of the film is held by Jeff Spicoli, a perpendicular stone surfer dude who faces off <laughs> with the resolute Mr. Hand, yeah. who is convinced that everyone is on dope. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's just a funny fucking film. Yeah. I've not seen it in a couple of years, but, like, whenever I get a chance, I always do watch it. I mean, like, as well, like, in Porky's is a fucking favourite. Yeah. You know, like, I still Aye. remember that night me and you watched Porky's at your mum and dad's house. And I was on like Channel 5, so one weekend they were away at the uh, college. Yeah, yeah. And I, oh, I just, oh, fucking. There was that one weekend where we fucking watched Orgasmo, and you, you led me to that movie <laughs> blind. I didn't know. I was like, oh, it's the South Park guys. Yes, I was yes, like, oh, like ba- yeah, basketball. Yeah. And watching it, and I was like, got beetroot face. I don't want to be in the kitchen. And this is like, fucking laugh and cry. fucking. It's a bit with the, the dog. It's a bit with the gangsters going to the Chinese restaurant, and they start beating the guy. Then all of a sudden, like they obviously like, they see when they're beating him, you can clearly see that it's like a blow up doll. Yeah, and uh, and every time they're beating him, like like one of them sign the paper, and he's like, "Your mama." <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm glad it wasn't at the stage where like our auntie Beth was still babysitting us. Oh god, yeah. that would have been uh, terrifying for her. Ah, oh, what a film that was. So, um, my number four. I reckon. Do we just say it? Do we just get the the big one out of the rose? 
Well, E.T. <laughs> <laughs> Funnily, not on any of my lists. Ooh, it's on one of my lists. Aye, oh. Um, yeah, you went, you turned into Macho Man for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Minus fucking heart attack at the wheel. <laughs> it depends what list that ends up on, I guess. <laughs> anyway, no, I'm talking about John Carpenter's The Thing. Yeah. I'd imagine that was on your list. I know yeah, I... we were dancing around mentioning films that we reviewed already, but how could you not talk about like 1982 without bringing up the likes yeah. of The Thing, E.T., Blade Runner? Like, it is, like, yeah. n- now, like, in 2022, looking back, like, 40 years, like, that seemed to be the, f- the year of cult mainstream sci-fi yeah. movies and you've got, Whereas, you've got star trek 2 in there yeah aye, wrath of khan and and but i guess when you go back to that year it seems like well we all know that the thing was not really a hit when it came out yeah i'm not too sure if blade runner was a hit when it came out or if it was more because that's, I think all the stories you hear is that The Thing came out the same weekend as E.T. Yeah. And everyone went for the family friendly and yeah. The Thing was promptly forgotten about. But its cult status remains huge. Yeah. It's it changed, like, cinema. Aye. Uh, looking back on it. So, yeah, we reviewed this on Films and Swearing a bloody long time ago. It was me and Andy when we were doing... Uh, a really silly season of let's just do the alphabet. So it was like we reviewed a movie that began with A, B, C. Yeah, yeah. And when it got to T, we thought, well, it has to be the thing. And oh, yeah. Is that no when Remember when you used to like every, like every week I had to come up with like a fucking wrestler's like theme music that began with that letter? Yeah, aye. And so I, we could do it for our spoiler music. Yeah, aye. Yeah. Oh, aye. Uh, spoilers throughout this podcast, by the way, for these 40 year old films. Just, yeah, just I in know, case I know. we spoiled something, but uh, you're no bothered about it, are you, really? Um, so yes, John Carpenter's The Thing. It is, like, probably, possibly, like, the ultimate, like, top five, top three horror films of all time for yeah. me. Um, it's just, it's almost, like, a kind of, like, up there for, like, a, a great seasonal, like, not, you kind of class it as a Christmas movie, but it's just a film with a fuckload of snow. It's like, ah, oh, this is what you could watch in the winter. Yeah. Like that, Hateful Eight, these are like, these are my Christmas movies. Like, yeah. Every time it gets to November I mean, I think and like, with, like, with the thing, like, I always, like, I always forget that it's a remake as well. Yes, the, what's it, the thing, fr- is it from outer space or yeah, from another from planet? planet? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I did watch that, that was on, it was just something like, one of your free view channels. Like, yeah. And it was it was it was okay. It was it was vastly different. I've only ever seen snippets of it, and that oh, was on the when it was on the TV on Halloween. Oh, and that, like, when, oh, in, when the film, the, in the film Halloween, in the film they I were watching, watching it. Thing. Yeah, and it was like RKO presents. Yeah, I, I've I've never went and watched it. It's, it's not feature length either, for what I remember. It's maybe either hundred. No, it's either an hour twenty or an hour. Yeah. It's strange, it was just kind of like it was something worth watching like once and it's, it's not really something you go out your way to Aye, buy and yeah. watch every Halloween but this this is one where it's like oh everyone needs to see this film yeah. once Aye. 
it was one of the films that I never, I never really seen it till I was maybe fifteen ish. Yeah. And I thought I mean, that, that, that was thirty when I first saw it. It was like the fucking <laughs> perfect fucking time to see it. Yeah, you know? I, I was pissed myself like I mind of being scared of Big Trouble in Little China when I was a kid. Oh, the floating eyeball see, thing. I, Big Trouble was always like my like go to fucking camera film when I was a bit. and I was always Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, but this one, this was the one where it was like, you could watch it, but sometimes you'd be watching it through, like, the hands covering your eyes. Yeah. Sort of like when you watch Alien for the first time, you're that kind of scared, but you're that invested. Uh, I, fucking, I, was, I watched Alien the other week, and it's the fucking bit where Dallas has gone through the air ducts. Yeah. And, uh, and there's, they've got the wee scanner thing, and you, you can't fucking there, and then also when they turn the fucking torch. Aye, there it is. And I think as you've seen it that many times, you know it's there. And I bet you start, uh, like, like, like the bit in the thing with the whole with the blood test. Ah, such a fucking, such a good scene, like. Yeah. And where, what's the guy's name? Cousins. He's tied to the couch. And it's like, well, if it's all right by you, I don't want to spend the rest of the time tied to this fucking couch. Ah, yeah, because you get this, obviously, it's really suspenseful. That's kind of almost played that, for ah, a that, that, that kind of breaks, breaks the tension a wee bit. Yeah. But it's it's a fucking great cast. You've got like Kurt Russell, Keith David, Keith David, Wilford fucking Brimley. white guy. Um, but aye, it was Donald Muffet. That was the guy. Yeah, uh, Gary. But oh, it was just one of those ones where it's just it's, it's like the paranoia of there's someone amongst you who's not who they say they are, and and again, it's <clears throat> it's been forty years and. It leaves you with that ambiguous ending that you didn't know if oh, it's child or it's that's the fucking thing. Yeah. You know? I, I mean, it's just all those moments where, like, they're trying to uh, resuscitate. I can't remember if it, it wasn't Wilford Brimley. It was one of the oh, other ones. Oh, it was one of the older ones. Uh, maybe Charles Hallahan. Maybe. And they're just... just like obviously just doing the chest compressions oh with the fucking and, oh yeah I, it was at the defibrillator I, and then it just, it just opens up like a giant mouth yeah takes the arms off and you're like holy like that's it you would love to be in a cinema I, just yeah. sat like in a deck chair facing the crowd I mean the thing is you always say you would love to be in a cinema watching that but if you were if you were in a cinema back in the day you probably would have fucking hated it like what everybody else did yeah you know? aye that's it it's it's so strange but that's it. I, I, in my head it was like it was in cinemas this year but a lot of them are putting them in back in cinemas because it's anniversary time isn't yeah, it yeah. like AT was last at the beginning of this month for uh, that yeah. national cinema day yeah and there was adverts for Wrath of Khan yeah it was back in cinemas Jaws Jaws but the thing was earlier in the year so uh, I assume like, they try and release it close to the same Original release date, I yeah, imagine. Uh, but yeah, there's I mean, so thing much like, about the thing. As well, because obviously fucking you've got carbon as well, it's all it's all the practical effects as well yeah. that went in, yeah. Right. Like the 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 severed head of the guy and it turns into spider legs and crawls yeah. out the room mm. and it just Like even the fucking the bit where the, the dog turns into it. Oh it's, it's and, and it nightmare all, material. It all, up like that and then the fucking head comes ah, it almost looks like the fucking uh, the, the, the Venus flytrap yeah. from Little Shop of Horrors yeah. where just this giant huge like 
imagine like all the the all the the work behind like the puppeteers and all Aye, like yeah. involved in making that thing tick because it yeah. looks horrifying. Yeah, but it's just it's Aye. a spectacle. It's one of like the yeah. the best. And I mean, even films. like even the scores got like so they they be yeah. eerie bits to it. Can just they be yeah. fucking they be long long prolonged like, chords and all that. And it is it's just because that was it. It was like Ennio Morricone yeah. that done that one. And it's just like the dun dun dun, and then it's just the different instruments, and it's just as if I had the full soundtrack because I only have like that John Carpenter John Carpenter anthology CD, yeah, so you've got uh, one track, main theme. But if I had that full album, it would be like sitting listening to like an hour of pure dread, <laughs> like how people <laughs> yeah, listen. What, like, you're listen. looking at fucking Charlie, and you're like then you turn, aye, then you turn. Exactly, I'm just. Sitting with a tin of deodorant and a lighter, going try it some near toast. <laughs> but I was like, you can't sit on the couch on the Sunday and listen to that and feel good. You'd watch and then you'd be like, shit, <laughs> looking at your siblings differently. Going to add uh, kind of. Did um did you watch the prequel for twenty eleven? Yes, um, I feel like I did watch it again, maybe in the last two or three years, just yeah. to kind of see give it another shot just to see uh, because of my love for the thing continues and anything relating to the thing i'd imagine i should love it also so when watching that one i remember i wasn't hating it uh, it was vastly different or it was going different directions like yeah it was even, slightly different yeah like even the the, the what they're doing with the, the the cgi with like the creature it was not what I was expecting. It was, they were going a different way, which was good. I did but, like the whole, like, with a different approach with the fact that because obviously it can't take on anything artificial. And yeah. Like the bit in the, where they found the fillings like in the bathtub and all like Stuff like that was, was interesting enough. Yeah. And it was good because it wasn't like a straight up short for short remake. Aye. And that's it. it had a story. It started with like that dog running through the yeah. snow and the remainders of the last camp chasing to kill yeah. it. Um, I can't remember if that prequel finished with them getting in a helicopter chasing after a dog. I would have liked. I'm oh, like kudos I if fucking, it did, but I'm sure. I feel like it missed out on a couple opportunities. I'm trying to remember. I last watched it. I think when it was on Netflix a couple of years ago. Yeah. And uh, I'd need to go back to it. But again, like I was saying, it wasn't a... Like, everybody hated it because, obviously, it, folk were classing it as a remake, but it's not as a prequel. Yep. And, uh, and it's... It was slightly different, you know? And I think because folk just can, were hating the fact that it was all CGI, there was no practical work and all yeah. that, everybody fucking, like, shot on it. Yeah. You know? And totally. I mean, it was all right. It's not awful, but... Mm-hmm. I wouldn't go to the point of saying that it's unwatchable. Aye, aye. And that's it. I think people were expecting, because it was like a Norwegian or a Swedish camp aye, to begin yeah. with. And yeah, then, because there was Norwegian folk in with a group. Yeah. I think people were just surprised to see that Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yeah, I and Joe Edgerton was in there as well. Right. Yeah, I, I wouldn't hate it myself, but I'd probably watch it every once in a while just to kind of see how it ages. Yeah. Hey. 
So, hey, I assume that was on your list too. That was on my list. So, so your number one pick then? Well, the last film on your list. I've got a feeling the other one that was on my list is probably on your one. So I'm going to change. I'm going to chuck in Rocky Three. Oh, okay. purely because you know who doesn't love Rocky? Yeah, yeah. I. And I mean, Rocky Three was always the one that. I, did I see that one last? No, I seen Rocky Five last, but came when you were a bear and it was always Rocky Four. Oh, my always. condolences for you seeing Rocky Five, by the way. <laughs> I mean, it's it's all all right, and it's not fucking terrible, but yeah, yeah. I still honestly, I still fucking hate Billy for fucking telling me that Rocky fucking died at the end of the fifth one, and I fucking sat for the whole two hours, adverse included. Oh. Watching it on ITV one night and the oh. bastard didn't die and I was like, the fuck is this? <laughs> it's like, tell me like fucking somebody comes and shoots him at the end or something. Yeah, like Psycho the Robot. Yeah. Where like a, oh, yeah. a knife just comes out. We <laughs> <laughs> stab in the gut. Like, you I, never cut me out your movie. Yeah. And I mean, Rocky Three was obviously fucking... That was kind of birth of like Eye the Tiger and yep. you know him becoming pals with Apollo Creed and all uh-huh. that. With um, what was Mister T's character? Clubber Lang. Clubber Lang. Clubber Lang. Yes. And your was it Thunder Hips? Thunder Lips. Hulk Hogan. Thunder Lips. Yes. <laughs> for for a an exhibition of wrestling and boxing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To be honest, Rocky Three seems to be really low down. In my estimate, like if we're talking about first five, right? Like, well, be... Rocky films. Yeah. So, um, I see. I always sway between four and two. Yeah. Like because that's a, the like four for definitely for all the rewatch value and yep, all that. And exactly. Fact, yeah. Two, a... I loved it, and two is a fucking and two is a perfect sequel for it. Yes. And arguably, I think apart from the whole fucking. 80 hour montages you get in part four. Mm-hmm. I think the training montage you get for part two when Adrian wakes up for a coma. Yes. As uh, fucking that when she says winning that wee bell dings. Exactly. It fucking just it spurs you on. Aye, aye. You know, and then you get him training with Mickey and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Aye, I would say four, one and two would change yeah. depending when I'd see them. Uh, three, then five. Alright, so uh, but this is the first five, though, so you wouldn't, you wouldn't be including like Rocky Balboa or that? No, no, nah, nah. nah, um, right, yeah. no. But Rocky Balboa would probably be above... Five. Yeah. I, yeah I, I'd I actually hate Balboa above five and three. Yeah, I would probably... Because yeah. I quite like Balboa. I, it's, the, it's the curse of owning the, the Rocky Four soundtrack that I listen to into the car <laughs> every day. Yeah. Every day, and I want to come home and watch the Rocky movies. Yeah. I don't think they're streaming. Uh, they but, are on Prime or, or six of them are on Prime. Uh, so I do feel like I need to have a little marathon, yeah. like one week. Just I'm just I'm patiently like waiting on them fucking doing them on 4K, and I just like it upgrade, upgrade that box. I mean, I'll keep that box set because I've got fucking Polly's signature yeah, on it. Yeah, exactly. But I just think that it can it, it could look good considering the fact that they released. Rocky versus Drago. Yeah, you can yeah. buy it only. Like, you can rent it as like a four K film. Ah, the Stallone's director's cut. Yeah, aye. But you, I still haven't watched that. 
No, no, I'm, no. A, I'm a lazy piece of shit. It's fucking still ninety minutes. And I, I mean, know. fair enough. I mean, there's there's no there's no robot in it, which is you know. Ah, he's cut the robot out and he's put other stuff in, hasn't he? Yeah, and I mean, like the scene where fucking Polly fucking falls in the snow. There's oh, a wee yeah. bit made of that, <laughs> and I like it's always fucking funny. Yeah, but I know fucking Rocky Rocky Three. I, I like Rocky Three, you know, because you get the whole fat is now fucking. He's took this fight with Clubber, obviously Mickey dies and all yeah. that, and obviously he lies to him, and and then he realizes that he can't beat Clubber without fucking the help of Apollo. Aye, and I and I always still remember the fact that like. Because like when I first like the, like the very first Rocky film I watched was Rocky Four, mm-hmm. so I used to always ask them like my dad and I like why why the two of them were fighting each other in the first two films and stuff. Aye, aye. And uh, but yeah, I'd, I don't know where I started with the Rocky films. I feel like it might have been three. I'm not sure if my parents introduced it to me just because I had yeah. Hulk Hogan in it. Like uh, as like oh we watched wrestling this might be an easy way in. Yeah. For him, and I mean but... you get the whole slight subplot obviously Polly's jealousy. And uh, where he throws the fucking like whiskey bottle at the puggy machine. Yeah, aye. And all that. But I know I fucking quite like Rocky Three. Yeah, that's it. I, that was my my where I was thinking. Like, am I going for Rocky or am I going for Rambo? I feel like ah. I had to kind of pick one of them, and I thought, nah, I'm never Rambo than a Rocky Three. So, mm. but no, it's good. Um, my number one. It's it's probably obvious, isn't it? Yeah, you know I've spoke about this film a hundred times, and <coughs> yeah, I'm just a huge fucking fan of Tootsie. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking watched a video the day, and right, they were talking about 1982, and the guy was on about Guinea's list of like top ten films in 1982 and shit, <clears throat> and then he had a wee montage of like I think it was films that he didn't like or he hadn't really seen. And during the wee bit of Tootsie, he was like, uh, like and at the Academy Awards, Dustin Hoffman won Best Actor and Best Actress for Tootsie. <laughs> and he was like, I was joking, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've watched it once. <laughs> Never seen it. Yeah. It was I've not seen a lot of Dustin Hoffman films. I feel like I really want to watch, is it, is it Marathon Man? Yeah. Gets involved with like a aye. Nazi thing and all that. Aye, and what's... The Graduate. The... It's something like Harvey and Harvey or something. Kramer versus Kramer. Kramer, uh, Kramer versus Kramer. Yeah, there. I've never done <clears throat> yeah, a deep dive. It's like a fucking sub story. Unless uh, Meet drama. the Fockers counts as deep cuts for. I mean, I watched Rain Man a month, two months ago. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Side player because I've kind of been watching a bit more like Tom Cruise films and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I watched Rain Man because I've never ever seen Rain Man. You still see the video sitting at Grant's house. Mm-hmm. But never ever fucking watched it. Yeah, and it was all right, you know. Like Aye. it was, it was actually quite hard watching, like Dustin Hoffman, like having like his wee meltdowns and all when like everyone was kind of a bit too much for him yeah. and all that. And obviously you had, <clears throat> it was a usual story. Ken fucking brother comes along, helps his mentally challenged brother and that, resents him at first, and then starts can can get into Ken him, and then mm-hmm. obviously fucking you know just that usual fucking like. Hollywood trope shit. Yeah, that I mean, was all right. That was fine. Yeah, I think even Jackie Chan <clears throat> done his own take on that. There was a film called A Heart of the Dragon, right. and it was, it was Jackie Chan, and and Samuel was his um, 
disabled brother uh, and Jackie's wanting to go join the Navy and leave, but they realise he has to care for his brother yeah. and his brother always gets into trouble and ends up uh, spoiling a drug deal and gets into all this trouble uh, and Jackie has to fight his way out of it. Uh, and I mean, I've still not seen that. Is it the Meyerowitz stories on Netflix with Ben oh, Stiller? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or not? Maybe Meyerowitz Chronicles. Ah, it's got Ben uh, Stiller, Adam Sandler. Uh, Adam Driver, I think. Is he in that as well? I yeah, think okay. so. It's uh, been on my list since it fucking went on Netflix yeah, like five years ago. Like, um, Charles Grodin as well. Oh, fucking hell. Yes. Whereas like, damn. Fucking Beethoven's dad got old. <laughs> like, it was like, holy shit. So, um, yeah. I was decent. Aye. Yeah. So yes, okay. I th- I've, I think I know what your number one is. Yeah, it is Martin Scorsese's The King of Comedy. <laughs> Just one of the most random vid like DVD rentals from Love Film back in the day, where I was going on a, like a Scorsese binge, and got King of Comedy, and I thought, oh, this looks weird. Like fucking uh, Robert De Niro looks like Pee Wee Herman. What is this? <laughs> And it is what's well, it? Aspiring comic Rupert Putkin attempts to achieve success in show business by stalking his idol, late night talk show host who craves his own privacy. So, yep, Robert De Niro and Jerry Lewis. Yeah, we covered this when we done Scorsese season. Yes, aye, and as is one of those films where I can't praise it enough. It's, I feel, I was gonna say it's overlooked but i don't think it is nowadays i feel like a lot of people are aware of the mm. king of comedy yes it's not like amongst uh scorsese's gangsters movies yeah it's, it's very different yeah aye it's it's definitely like how sometimes directors do one for themselves that they know it's not gonna i mean be... i'll say when you when you when you think of fucking scorsese you always assume gangster can mafia films yeah but when you look like, at like say obviously like, can, like even like in the early 90s he's done that is it dangerous liaisons well uh, he's he done that's a, a fucking i've never seen it but I just you know yeah it's like, not a film that i would watch and he done his fair share of documentaries as well that like this last waltz and... uh, he done the one with the Rolling stones as well yeah. did he direct de niro in new york new york oh, I don't like know. the fucking musical i don't I'm, know I think he did. I've still and, not seen Hugo either. The animation one that he done. Yeah. I know that that was good. I really enjoyed Hugo. Um but no, uh, King of Comedy, it was just something so different. Like just yeah. seeing De Niro doing something so different. Like mm. him trying to be this this guy who is desperate to make it as like a comedian and I thought I heard like a fucking sound outside. I was like, Christ, the cat's got a bird. But <laughs> so I like De Niro's character, like Robert Putkin, desperate to break into like the late night scene. He's yeah. like a comedian. He's got it all worked out. Like his basement, like his room, is almost like the studio that he's got like cardboard cutouts. He's got all his one liners. He's got yeah. the tapes that he's practiced it like a thousand times in his head. <clears throat> And like, is that if I could just talk to him, if he could just meet me, yeah, like we'll click, we'll become best friends, we'll be on the golf course, and they just Disney pan out for him, and they just eventually kidnapping him, like between yeah. him and was it, uh, Sandra Bernhardt, 
Yeah, that was a... Uh... Yeah, like his... Uh, De Niro's accomplice. Yeah. And like, and she's obsessed with, like, Jerry Lewis for other reasons. Like, she wants his babies and... <laughs> and, like, between them, they manage to, like, kidnap him and... It's... Oh, remember that... That... Uh, I think we'd done it on an episode where... I'm not sure if it was when Jerry Lewis died and there was a clip of... Was it all the audio file we played? Yeah, and it's it's him walking down like a busy New York street and a woman's like, oh, I love your show. Could could you say hello to my son? So I'm sorry, I'm busy. He's like, well, I hope you die of cancer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it is, it's just one of those ones where it's just so different and, oh, it was instantly rewatchable. I, I picked up it on Steelbook this year because when they were doing all those fancy steelbooks I was like ah fuck I would, that would be one it is, it's just like a simple black cover uh, with just like, him on stage yeah yeah aye and it's so strange to see when it came around to like the Joker coming out aye. a few years ago because if you were just comparing the trailers like it looked so similar yeah like Joaquin Phoenix's character this looked like it had so many elements of Rupert Pupkin. Yeah. Like, and it was a role reverse. Like, he was trying to get the attention of Robert De Niro. Aye. Late night host character yeah. and... As well, like, there's a lot of similarities to that, like, the film as well. It's... There's this... There's the, the, wee, bit, uh, the wee bit of the film in uh, King Comedy where he's got it in his head that his pals with Jerry Lewis and all that. Yeah. Eh? And then there's another... I can't remember the full scene that, but I also remember the whole bit in the Joker where he thinks he's in the relationship with his next door neighbour and yes. all that, and he takes her to like visit his mum in hospital. Aye. And you think that that's all real, and then you realise that it's all, it's all part of his yeah. fucking head. Aye. There's also there's a part of the fucking King Kong that's similar, and I can't even fucking remember it. Oh, 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 oh. oh My cat's oh. just throwing up. Nice. Aww. <laughs> no chance, pal. <laughs> So, um, what else? I don't think there was anything really left to say about King of Comedy, but uh, to be honest, if you haven't seen it, please go see it. It's a fucking excellent film. I think it's like, also you obviously fucking can rave on that. Yeah. I, I, fuck, I still rave on After Hours. Because mm. that, mm-hmm. that was the one that I covered. Yeah, I've still never had a chance to see it, I think. Ah. Uh, I recorded one. And again, just... it's again, it's just it's a quirky comedy. Yeah. You know, like it's him. It's a, I think it's a, it's a Ro- Rosanna Arquette. Mm-hmm. Will Patton's in there somewhere as like a fucking he loves leather. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's Will Patton. Yeah. Uh, right. So, uh, does that take us? That just leaves you with your number one. Yeah. And again, it's, it's a fun that can. It's like, do we talk about? Do we know? And mm-hmm. obviously, the thing was probably my number one. And my number two was sitting at Blade Runner. Right. Like, yeah. like going through my films and stuff. Like, and there is ones that I've not seen a whole lot of films in nineteen eighty two. You know, but obviously, like Blade Runner, obviously we've covered that. You know. Yeah. Again, it's one of the films that wasn't universally loved at the time. Mm-hmm. As it got on, it got it got better with age, sort of thing. Yeah. And. <sighs> That was it. I never really came around to it until we reviewed it for the podcast. I think I'd seen it once before, uh, and it was like I'd rented it, stuck it on the TV, 
and I just kind of worked around it whilst I was on in the background. Yeah. Never kind of sat down and paid attention to it until it was like yeah. 80s season or something. Mm, yeah. And I thought, right, I need to pay attention to it. And I, I, it clicked. I got it. Yeah. And yeah, it was, whilst it's not in my top five, but I do like appreciate about how yeah. good a film it is. And I mean, like, when we also we covered it again, we talked about all the fucking all the production shit involved with it and I there was like yeah. obviously Ridley done like there's like I've got the I've got the the four K one, it's got like all five cuts of it. Aye. And I'm like, Am I gonna watch all five cuts? Yeah, yeah. Well, typically it's like the final cut is it the final cut that's like primarily the one that's out and I think that's the one that we watched for the podcast and yeah. all that. Um I mean I still think twenty forty nine is better. I, even though it's longer, I still yeah. I find it a bit more enjoyable. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, I still do really like the first one. And a wee bit slow, but still like in like the fucking the world. Aye. The world, yeah, the fact that you've got fucking like Harrison Ford as this yeah like, alien hunt with well, not an alien hunt like a fucking yeah he's hunting like these androids and, and that's it it's just to kind of see him transform himself again like for just being like Han Solo Indiana Jones yeah and he's got to be all these people and then for him to do something so drastically different like from Star Wars because you just think well he's done sci-fi before yeah. but just to kind of see him play Decker ah Decker aye aye it's, and it's just brilliant it's just such a dark grimy world that like Ridley creates yeah and it was just you thought it was impossible for him to revisit it with 2049 yeah but it was there was another one that kind of just fucking blew my socks off Mm. like whether with it just being handled by like Denis Villeneuve and yeah but because you always had that question at the end the first one is like was like Decker a fucking android yourself? Aye, and that's it. Was always one of those big giant questions, and depending on the cut of the film, it either leaned yeah. into it more or leaned into it less. And I mean, you you got that wee like un uncomfortable kind of side plot that the person that him and Roy Bai are looking for the creator obviously Aye. clearly done some really dodgy shit with some of the droids. Yes, and all that can. And then mm-hmm. it's also like you can the fact that he kind of. Again, Harrison Ford was kind of like Tom Atkins. Yeah, <laughs> no, like Pumping on. Exactly, sticking up someone's can. Mm. <laughs> 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 I'll fucking toast you that way, like. <laughs> but I know, Blade Runner fucking... Again, like, I've not seen a whole lot in 1982 and all mm-hmm. that. There's some... There's hey, a few let's controversial... Go- Let's compare the the numbers. I had a look at mine's today. Yeah, um, I I obviously started properly using my letterboxd last year when I subbed to like the pro yeah the subscription. So I never started to properly log stuff until last year. Mm-hmm. So I had to go the day and look through all the stuff and that like, I'd seen and yeah. just note it down on a bit of paper. But I know it's here. Yeah, mine's isn't huge, but um, yeah. I've got twenty one. More than me. 21 watch films, and about, well, a third of that's Hong Kong cinema. Yeah. I've got 14. Right. Uh, so. But. Uh, uh, I mean, I've got this, because what was it we picked 
five that were light, three that we've missed, and two that we've not liked. Yeah. Do you want to have a look at the, the ones we've, we've missed? Yes. Okay. I reckon there's a couple of interesting takes here. Yeah. Um, While I was looking for the list, obviously, I'm going to give an honourable mention off the top. Because they were just like, not seen that, not seen that. I was having a look at like the Hong Kong cinema side of it. Because yeah. I knew I've seen a lot. And then there was just this one called uh, Hard Bastard. <laughs> I was like, I've never seen it, but I wouldn't mind. All right. <laughs> like, Hong Kong Kung Fu film, Hard Bastard. Ah. I'm like, I kind of want to see that now. I wonder if, what happens to this hard bastard? <laughs> What's his story? Um, but no, ma. Um, they're, they're all real hot takes. I mean, uh, Poltergeist. Poltergeist was a malice of the ones that I've still not seen. Really? I've seen, seen bits of it. I've yeah. never, never fucking seen it. Man, I thought it was one that you like ticked nah, early. Nah, nah, nah. Jeez. Nah. Um, Tron? On my list as well. What the hell? <laughs> it's like... It's almost like, it's like did we just well. become best yeah. friends? <laughs> On my again, I, I've never seen it. I've never even seen the seat. Was it Tron? Oh, Legacy. Yeah, aye. Yeah, I've never touched that. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, two for two. I know this is where we break here. All right. Because uh, I've never seen Fast Time at Richmond High. Ah. And right. like, obviously, I know it's a film, but there's clearly, um, well, I'm aware of. Fast Times at Richmond High. Yeah, you But just... I'm only really aware of it because Phoebe Cates climbs out of a pool and takes her top off. Yes, exactly. So, supposedly, I think there's another 90 minutes to that film. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's like, I, it's like yeah. when you watch Porky's and like I reviewed it. I got the Arrow Blu-ray to review years ago and Molten Line was like, hey, who knew there was another like n- fucking 88 minutes to Porky's other oh, than I that shower love scene? I love Porky's. But, it's, it's the bit after the shower scene when they're in the principal's office and oh, it's the young gym teacher and, and they're talking about Brian and a sketch artist exactly. to get the women to use she the fucking description. Wants them to line up. One of them's got a mole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, what a fucking but, film. Yeah, I know. It was like Fat and Richmond High. It, it's iconic. Um, yeah. like, and only just because I know that the last year for Gremlins. <laughs> yes. Like it's just turned a lot of boys into men. Was it Judge Reinhold? Yeah. Like that's it. his prayers have been answered like this. You can't say this man's had a bad life. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they were the ones I've missed. I should really every Halloween comes around is like, should really watch Poltergeist. Yeah. Have I not done it yet? And I, I guess it, it comes out in four K next week, and, I, and I'm it? like, I want to watch it before I get it just in case. And the wild thing and the, is, the interesting is, is that. Toby Hooper was apparently originally going to be the one that was going to be directing the thing. Right. But he had Poltergeist to make. Ah. So he pulled out and he went to John Carpenter. Ah, crazy. Because that's a, there, there also wasn't there like they were thinking Spielberg ah, was so going to do Spielberg, um, like, Poltergeist. Kind of, kind of produce it. You can kind of you can, from what I've seen a lot of the stuff in it, you can kind of tell there's bits that he like probably directed and all yeah. that. Because it just, just echoes fucking everything he does. Aye. So, that was my two. So, what was the third one? Third one you? on my list was Night Shift with Michael Keaton. Ah. There's a couple oh, of Michael wait, Keaton aye. films that I wanted to. I've, I've seen Mr. Mum. Is it Mr. Mum? Aye, the yeah. one where he's, aye. 
that night shift that's today I'm still with hospital I can't remember what the fuck's on that again yeah I've, I, it kind of rings a bell I feel I've heard people talk about night shift mm. as like kind of it's like a dark comedy or yeah like I seen the clip today on that that trailer that I posted yes I, the one on Twitter yeah there's like a cuts to the scene where he's like in the classroom with the blackboard and he's talking to the last about like like seeing like all the pits and all, all the fucking bras get chucked at him <laughs> and, and it's like huh, what guy uh, I did, uh, speaking of just films from 1982, I've been listening to the Quentin Tarantino, Roger Avery podcast, oh, the, the video yeah. archives, and they reviewed one called uh, Firefox. Oh, with Clint Eastwood? Yes. Never seen that. Directed by Eastwood and starring Eastwood as kind of their take on like a Star Wars style vehicle oh okay and yeah that was from 1982 and it's such a like I do really enjoy the podcast but man the films they're going about are so obscure and it's just because they review the films that they have like in stock of the video archive there's a plot synopsis for that and this is fucking I'm going to the night microphone to your mouth I'm going to to rent this on fucking Amazon Prime tonight okay a mild mannered morgue attendant is assigned to the night shift, and his new co worker, along with his prostitute neighbour, oh. convinces him of running a prostitute ring out of the morgue. Oh. And it's got Henry Winkler in it, Shelley Long. <laughs> um, who else? Who else? Shelley Long from Cheers? Yeah. They're not Shelley Long for the money pit as well. Yes. 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 Yeah, aye. Uh, Ron Howard directed it as well. That's bonkers. Yeah, um, I'm fucking. I'm yeah. I'll I'll date the night or I'll date them on. Aye, let me know yeah. what what it's like. Yeah, I mean it was funny. It looked funny. You know. I've, I've, as soon as you said Michael Keaton a night shift, it rung a bell in my head somewhere. And I was like, wait, that's supposed to be a good film. Yeah. But I could not remember what it was about. Ring outside of him. Well, inside of a mortuary, yeah, like, like I love fucking uh, multiplicity where he gets cloned and all yeah, that. Yeah, it's so fucking fire, so good. I haven't touched that so yet. So good. But um, what was it making me think of there? Was it the Dream Team? It's him, Christopher Lloyd, Peter Boyle, um, Lorraine Bracco. Yeah, the dream seems like I think it's a mental hospital. Aye, four mental patients on a field trip in New York must save their care and a chaperone who ends up taken to a hospital in a coma while accidentally witnessing a murder. Oh, they can't make that film nowadays. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. So, yeah, there is, when you look at it, there is so many fucking films. Where I know. Man, maybe I should try and watch Basket Case, but it also looks gross. Yeah, there's a, 1982 is apparently it's an extra. Um, it's apparently a fucking mad horror film. Yeah, I mean, it's like a, it's like a sci-fi. It seemed to be like the year for like proper horrors as well, like Slumber Party Massacre, Pieces. Pieces one, it's always been on my my radar, but I've never. Again, it's an Italian film, but yeah. Hey, oh, what's that mad one? Uh, no, Q. That was what I thought it was. Um, Grease 2. One with Michelle Pfeiffer. A lot of people fucking seem to think that Grease 2 is better than the first thing. I've I've heard it. I listened to... I mean, um, nobody for Grease 2 is dead yet. 
films to be buried with. Um, Brett Goldstein, the guy that's ah, in Ted Lasso. Fucking right. So the kitchen porter guy at my work. Yes. Uh, Alex, his name is. He asked me last night if I'd heard it, like, because he watches or he listens to like, the guy's podcast. Yeah. And he was asking me about this guy. Aye. And because he was like, he was like totally high on like recommending Ted Lasso to me. And I was like, oh, yes. I was like, I was like, I already get it for you. Aye. And aye. <laughs> so that's what he was on about like films to be buried with. Yeah. And uh, so. Aye, that's his podcast. And, and he... I see him on Wednesday, I'll fucking tell him. Yeah, and Grease 2 is one of his, his favourites, but he's, like, really high on Michelle Pfeiffer. Like, uh, um, Batman Returns. Like, Scarface, yeah. So, yeah. Like, whenever there's a chance to talk about Grease 2, he's loving it. Nice. Um, but, fuck, I never... The only times I ever got to see films like Grease and Grease 2 was, like, religious education in high school. When it was like, I can't be bothered teaching you, we're going to roll see, in the tape I... recorder remember watching Schindler's List in religious education. Oh, thought that'd be history. <laughs> Armageddon. Uh, for um, our wood tech um, or techie uh, when uh, Mr. Maxwell couldn't be bothered teaching us in techie, he would just roll it willow for us. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember watching I remember in English we read of Mice and Men and we watched the film after it with Gary Sinise and John Malkovich. Man, um, and, uh, what's a deep... I think we got a deeper cut. We had Othello, and I think it was the one with Lawrence Fishburne. Oh, shit. <laughs> it was like, man, this is about as bad as the book. <laughs> I do remember when, like, you used to be able to get the dodgy tapes. I remember somebody brought in a scary movie for an English one day. Yeah, I think we got yeah. American Pie once. Uh, we and got American like, Pie. You're just thinking... The teachers are aware. They're not stupid. History, surely. we got Braveheart, we got Titanic, where we got told to cover our eyes at the whole, like, yeah. paint me like your French girl, Jack. Aye, we were the same. We got told off um, about Braveheart. Like, for what? For, like, for the violence? Modern studies, but it was uh, obviously William Wallace and having sex at the river. Like, oh, yeah, with his wife. In, yeah. Like, so, yeah, I, I think... <laughs> Just, it was just like a modern studies teacher just shouted over, like, come on, <laughs> act your age. I remember it. Oh, what's it? Is it Jamie Field or something? It was in my class at school, or Jamie somebody. And I remember in the book for Of Mice and Men, uh, the character of Carly, mm-hmm. played by John Markovich, the total like, one. Oh. <laughs> he, um, like, claimed in the booty like puppies and all that and yeah. like wee animals and stuff and the opening shot of the film is a lassie with big tits running down the field mm-hmm. in slow motion with them bouncing yep. and Jamie's like oh when am I getting all the her puppies <laughs> and then the teacher's like enough yep alright Jerry the King Waller <laughs> pipe down <laughs> <laughs> okay let's get back to the two the two films we didn't care for yeah um, Tootsie was was mine. All my right. first one, it was fine, but it felt like I reckon it just felt what, like. Uh, what I, was the plot? Because I'm assuming it's nothing like Mrs. Doubtfire. I know that's my first thought. Is I would have rather watched Mrs. Doubtfire than Tootsie. Yeah. Um, let me bring it up. 
Jess, I'm not letting you in. You throw up everywhere. Um, let's see. Tootsie. Uh, when a struggling out-of-work actor, Michael Dorsey, secretly adopts a female alter, alter ego, uh, Dorothy, in order to land a part in a daytime drama, uh, he unwittingly becomes a feminist icon and ends up in a romantic pickle. Oh, no. So, yeah, Dustin Hoffman, Jessica Lang, Terry Gard, Dabney Coleman, Charles Durnan, Sidney Pollack, Nobody uh, really, no giant names. So it is kind of like Mrs. Doubtfire, and a wee bit like the yeah. fact that he can't also get work, so he dresses yeah. like a woman. Mrs. Doubtfire also kind of sees kids. Yeah. And did you ever see the person that edited the Mrs. Doubtfire trailer to make it look like a fucking like horrifying oh, thriller? No, not. But I'd imagine that very easy. Oh wow! Aye, to do. Yeah. It's like those people that do the 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 takes on the shine and it makes it sound like a family film or a comedy. Yeah. Aye. Yeah. Um, time for the, the hot take of the night. Oh, ET. Uh, yeah. Okay. As I just, uh, just didn't care for it. Like yeah, I've, I've kind I of mean, felt the same, which is strange. Yeah. It's like it's almost like are are we deranged? Like ET seems to be like a cultural phenomenon. Like yeah. every like it's affected all children of our generation. Yeah. But to me, it's like. I'm not really fussy about the the weird scrotum skin glow in the dark yeah. finger pointing, yeah, like Eminem eating guy. Yeah, it's nah. I, yeah, I, I know. I'm I'm the same. I didn't, I mean, thing is, like, I I like a lot of Spielberg films. Like I said the other week, I just watched Close Encounters last week for the first time, Aye. and I thought it was fucking class. Ah, I just. <laughs> didn't they really I've never really cared for E.T. Yeah. yeah. Aye. You know? I mean like obviously can the music's iconic and yep. all the scenes and yep. everything and can folk always fucking great watching it and uh, I know, I feel like it might I'm I feel like I'm at that age as a family man where a lot of films make me tear up and get emotional is that I probably I imagine E. T. could probably do that to me, but Thankfully you didn't watch it. Yes. It's just not for me. I don't think I could convince my kids to watch it. Because, mm. like, like I, ain't everything's, po- I ain't a Pokemon, son. I know. Everything's <laughs> just fucking superhero now, yeah, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, so they'll probably not look at him. If it's not a DC gets... or a Marvel for me, nobody wants to watch it. Uh, yeah, I don't see the Mandalorian carrying about a baby E.T. <laughs> anytime uh, soon. I just, I just never really cared for it, you know? I mean, the interesting thing about when I watched Close Encounters was apparently Close Encounters was the prototype for E.T. because there's a bit in the film where the, where the aliens get seen mm-hmm. and they resemble like E.T. Yeah. To be honest, I think I've seen it in the last maybe five years. It was definitely, it was on. So I was on at Christmas. I feel like it was like Sunday afternoon yeah. type of thing where like we're just waiting for Sunday dinner. I, was, I think I was at my mother-in-law's and maybe the first hour had gone because it's not a short film either. It's, it's yeah. a lengthy one, but it was like maybe Channel 5 and adverts every 10 minutes. So it was yeah. like four hours long. <laughs> just, just, just give me the Goonies. I'm happy with the Goonies. Oh, Goonies. Fucking love the Goonies. It's an amazing film. I feel like I've tried to show that to my kids a few times. Like, yeah. this is amazing. Sit down. And it is it's one of those ones you watch it now and it gets better. Like, 
the music, Aye. the cast, like just the shenanigans that goes on. It's funny because like when it got remade, like for like DVD and you know, all, like fifteen years ago for its like twentieth anniversary or whatever, it got given like a twelve rating. Right. And when you watch it, it kind of warrants that twelve rating because of, like when you watch like the scene where Mouse talking Spanish to the group, like the housekeeper mm. talks about like all the cocaine in the house and talks about all the bodies up in the attic and all that <laughs> and then you can there is like dark like a lot of dark stuff involving like the fucking like joe pantaliano and like, yeah. robert davy and like, all, the, all the brothers and stuff but oh fucking what a film watch like. them slip on the on the the pirate deck and fall on their ass <sighs> or like, they fall and hurt their balls and yeah and sloth and it's, it's the music. It's, it it's it's just it's the wee. It's like the music at the start with the break at the prison. Like Aye. that music and that music's fucking brilliant. Like mm-hmm. just that wee bit that's played there is fucking class. Aye. Where you watch like chunk watches them coming down the street and he's got the milkshake <laughs> and he squeezes <laughs> it all in his Aye, but it's <laughs> just like I I could always just vividly remember whether they're sat at the organ and it's like the bone fingers oh, and, yeah, and they're yeah. playing it and, and they get wrong and the floor falls the floor down floor around high. them and and then they realise they're in the bottom of the well and it's oh it's a I just, I th- masterpiece. I think, I think it's the fact that like E. T. isn't a it's no Indiana Jones, it's no yeah. fucking Goonies can like that sort of stuff that we like, you know. Yeah, it, it's like those films have adventure. This one yeah. it's it's mystery and it's kinda of wholesome but it just isn't it's yeah. good, doesn't it click? I know there's a lot of people fucking love that film. Yeah. It, nah. Did you see that they're, they're re-releasing it on like 4K and I think it's in America? Right. And they're releasing it like <laughs> a part of a pack that's basically like in the box. It's like a lunchbox. Okay. I'll need to look up the photo hmm. and I'll fucking send you it. Ah. And it looks like a total 80s style retro lunchbox that you got at school. Ah, oh, man. They should have done it as the lunchbox but in the style of wasn't like the wee touch tone toy phone yeah that I used they should have had it styled like that um, right my it's not a hot take because it's not that well known but um, one of my random charity shop finds in the last year was the um, the best little whorehouse in Texas Dolly Parton Dolly Parton Burt Reynolds I was expecting Animal House. I uh, got a wholesome musical. Oh, that's a musical, eh? Yes. I've never seen it, but... And Addict, and I was just, I was expecting just some proper shenanigans. And it was just, it was just too clean for my liking. For a film that was calling itself the best little whorehouse in Texas. Yeah. And, I mean, and when like, you think about Reynolds, you think of like, like smoking the band Yes, aye, exactly. Those types of shenanigans. I was expecting yeah. that. And like, I wasn't expecting like... Boops, they can fly in all directions. But <laughs> it was it was just almost, almost like a stage musical put to film. Dolly Parton doing her thing. And yeah, yeah Burt Reynolds. It was, I guess it was maybe I was just let down. I was expecting something else yeah. from what I got. I'm just, I'm not a massive musical fan. Like, I've still never seen La La Land. Oh, purely yeah. because it it's once. a musical. And everybody raves about it. It's... It's a 50-50, I think, 
on it. I think a lot of people are divided about because uh, there is people that properly love it, and then people are just yeah. don't see the point to it. I mean, like I don't class a Star Is Born like the Lady Gaga one as a musical yeah. because it's not a musical. It's yeah, it, it, it's a film that features songs. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. Like, Maybe they're, the they're, only musical that I I do like is like, I've got a soft spot for Rock of Ages with like. Tom Cruise and all okay, that. Yeah. Purely because of the soundtrack. And the story's all right. Like, Blues Brothers gets classed ah, as a musical uh, yeah. as well. It's... A uh, little Shop of Horrors yeah, remake, you know. I definitely. Aye. Um, that's probably more your childhood than mine. I think I only really watched that for the first time in the last 10 years. Aye. Yeah, I was God. like, I was blown away. Like, Steve Martin as the mad dentist. He yeah, had Bill Murray, Bill Murray as his unsuspecting exactly. victim and all yeah, that. Yeah, I never... I was always aware that there's this big mad plan eating people, but when mm. I watched it, I was like, "Oh, this is a musical." Yeah, <laughs> I did not know that at all. But I've not seen it in years. But I was, I, I was really surprised when it, all those familiar faces popped up. Yeah. Um. So I think that was both of mine. Yeah. So you have one left. Um, Friday Thirteenth Part Three. Oh yeah, I was on. Obviously, I saw that because I've been looking at that page of letterboxed all day. Um, yeah, I can't remember anything about I part mean, three. It just shows that I just don't think three D in film works. Oh right, yeah. You know, this was. I guess this one's only really significant because that's the one where he finds the hockey mask. I get, uh, yeah, that's him. Him starting to get the hockey mask. And I mean, the thing is, I don't even like. I think I ranked Friday Thirteenth like recently, based on like memory and stuff like that mm-hmm. and i still have like the first one really low down eh? like i just don't enjoy like the first one second one's all right yeah third one you know it's it's not awful but ah, it's strange i feel like they didn't pick up until part four for me part four is fucking <laughs> yeah it's class like people <laughs> as, as cody Feldman just watching the fucking glasses across the yeah, road like, and all that like that's it he, he's surrounded by phoebe kate's more or less yeah and they're all climbing out the pool at the same time <laughs> <laughs> and i mean like know. like Part five is all right. I mean, you know. Oh yeah, because that's the copycat. Yeah, I, yeah, and I mean, like, like I fucking I love like part six for some reason. I just think Jason lives. Yeah, I, yeah that, it's, that it's a swift, swift eighty minutes. Yeah, you know the fact that they're having fun. They, they bring him back with a fucking lightning bolt. Yep, and all that threw the boy so hard into a tree, he left a smiley face. Ah, uh, yeah, in with the, the paint paintball yeah. folk. Yeah, yeah. That is, that, that's where they kind of branch about the comedy element and stuff. Yeah. I just I don't think the third one's that good, and uh, third one I'm sure the third one's the one where they fucking kill the guy in the wheelchair, eh? hit him in the face with the machete, or is that the second one? Maybe I, I know they watched to, them all once, yeah. but there's only certain ones I go back to. The try to think because you have the horrible fucking three D like there's a, there's like shots. there's is there no like a like a, like a harpoon the, to an eyeball or something that fires to the camera and. Um, it's a guy gets impaled. A guy gets I... impaled with a fucking a brush thing, and like he's holding the brush, and the brush is always meant to be like the three D thing. Aye. The bit where Jason gets hit in the head with the axe is at the screen. That's meant to be the three D bit and all that. Yeah. I just don't don't care for the third one as much as. I mean, it's probably one of the first films that kind of done three D that and Jaws three D. <laughs> Yes, true. And that, that was horrific. Um, but yeah, I think that's 
that might be us. I think that's all the the hot takes have been dished out. Yeah, what have I got here? I've got... Okay, let's see. Conan the Barbarian is an Yeah, epic. we never mentioned. Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, it's all right. I, I, don't, I don't mind it. I don't... Like, just... That's it. If, you, if we were doing top tens, I would be in there. Yeah, I probably would. Um, but that's it. There's so many other films from that year I haven't touched upon. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, it, to be honest, it isn't a bad year at all when you look at it. Yeah. It's just that, that top row on Letterboxd, Blade Runner, The Thing, E.T. and King of Comedy. Yeah. So. And I mean, like, I looked at obviously the Oscars and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. All right, let's look uh, at that. The big hitter that year, well, 1983, obviously, yeah. was Gandhi. I got yep. eight Oscars. Wow. It got Best Foreign Film. Yes. <laughs> um, best Actor, Best Film. Should have got Best Director. Goddamn. Um, yeah. E.T. was next with four Oscars. Best yeah. Score. Obviously, Effects and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Highest grossing film of that year was E.T. Makes sense. Your box office flops were the thing in Blade Runner. Aye. And all that. a lot of people just, you know, everybody wanted to see fucking E.T. Exactly. And all that. Uh, interesting thing is, I looked at notable deaths in 1982. Okay. And the top two in 1982 was Grace Kelly and John Belushi. Oh, jeez, oh. Yeah. And I mean, I've only seen John Belushi in... Blues Brothers, Blues Brothers, Animal House. Animal House. 1941. Oh, I still have to see that. <clears throat> yeah. It's strange to think they went that young. I would feel like it must have been... It was 30... 33, I think. Right. It was, it was as young as I was in like his 30s when he died. Jesus Christ. Boy, I had all the potential. It was the same with, like, John Candy. Mm. And, I mean, like, Jim Belushi's all right, you know. Like his brother. And, uh, <laughs> Don't say that bit, Jim. <laughs> like, he was the sensible one. John was reckless. He'd done a fucking speedball one, and look where that got him. Yeah. So, <laughs> we don't want to just, like, look at Jim's like, ah, oh, well, we've still got Jim, I guess. <laughs> like, I'm just trying to, like, obviously... Jim was sensible, like... I mean, Jim got to be in a film with fucking Arnie. Red Heat. Oh, yeah, Red Heat, definitely. You all right? You all right, Charlie boy? Yeah. This is films and swearing, by the way. <laughs> the tail go, eh? I know. Uh, I'm trying to think fucking what. But, man, um, I mean, there's a creep show in here. Uh, I've never seen any of them. Yeah, George Romero, and, and on the letterbox picture, it's got Leslie Nielsen in the header, Hal Holbrook. Airplane 2. Oh, aye, Airplane 2. Yeah. I've definitely seen it because yeah, I, I watched the first two. I, I watched the first two back to back in the same day during the first lockdown. Aye, I got it like <coughs> a box set one Christmas, and it was. I do remember it, but you only ever remember the first one. Yeah, you never remember the second one. Aye, so Gandhi got best picture, best actor, best director, best writing screenplay, best cinematography, best art direction, best costume, best editing. No, 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 no. Aye, yeah, that's one of them. Nominee for best sound, best score, nominee for best wake up. 
Where the fuck? I'm not seeing like best foreign film. Maybe that was a joke? <clears throat> no, because where did I fucking read it? I read it there. Was it on? Maybe it was. There was uh, an obscure one I'd seen from that year. Uh, Dead Men Don't Wear Plaids. Steve Martin. I've yes. <clears throat> never seen it. It's a strange one because it's Steve Martin doing like a crime noir, but it's him and a lot of footage from other movies to make a movie. So it's like he's put himself into a lot of older films because it's got Steve Martin and Rachel Ward and then you have archive footage of Alan Ladd from Gun For Hire or uh, Barbara Stanwyck from Sorry Wrong Number, The Hmm. Lost Weekend, The Killers, The Bribe, The Big Sleep, Suspicion, Notorious, The Glass Key, Deception. So it's... They've made a movie from a lot of other crime noirs. and oh, right. It's Steve Martin. Is it like Martin. a spoof sort of thing? Kind of, aye. All right. So it's him being a detective, but kind of taking the piss out of all the footage around him. Uh. It's very different. But I guess that's it. We could put a cap on this, eh? Aye. Yeah, there's not really much else. All. We spoke about all the main ones. Um, if you care, we have Twitter at films and swear and at mike van b if you listen to us send us a tweet and tell us uh, your favorite films from 1982 and suggest what year should we do next because it looks like we could do these more often now yeah so i think we will because we spent all this money on this equipment we better use it <laughs> i have been your host Stuart Sullen, and joining me across the room magic mike christie uh, Fuck off and tune in next week. I would put music in here, but I'm probably not. <laughs> How long was that? That says an hour and 43 minutes. Jesus. That's a real